Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 18 of the Broaden Your Perspective podcast. Today, I am joined by the author of Living with a Growth Mindset and the founder of Tony Results Institute, Tony Bui. Back in the summer of 2018, I worked in door-to-door sales, and Tony ran the orientation training week. He was one of the people that really sparked my personal development journey. If there's one word I can use to describe Tony, it would be obsessed. Obsessed with wanting to better himself and help others realize and live up to their maximum potential. Listen in on this episode as we touch briefly on the multiple pillars of personal development, what it means to live with a growth mindset, communication tips, defining your vision, and much more. Without further ado, here we go. Today I'm joined by Tony. We met two years ago, I think now, which is crazy to think about, but it took us a while to get this podcast up and running in terms of logistics <laughs> and making sure that we we're able to record, but I'm super happy that everything's working out and we're able right now to sit down and have a, a very, very entertaining conversation. So welcome, Tony, to the podcast. Thank, thank you for having me on. So I just want to start off by talking a little bit about how we met. So I think, yeah, so it was two summers ago where uh, I had four months off. So from May to about September, and I worked uh, essentially as a sales rep for contracted companies that would sell products for TELUS. So TELUS going, does things that, like- That was going door to door as well. Yeah. So door to door. Um, we also did things at community events as well as kiosks and malls. So for me, that was an amazing learning experience um, for two huge areas. Number one is when you work a job like that, it definitely improves your communicational ability massively. And second of all, this was the start of my personal development journey. So Tony, you're one of the one of the guys that really opened the path for me in terms of you know, gaining self-awareness on who I am, what my values are, and understanding that one of the best investments you can make in your life is in yourself. And Ooh. so um, I'm super happy to have you on the podcast because you are definitely one of the people that inspired me to start this podcast in the first place. Absolutely. That's that's amazing. Um, so I, I distinctly remember when we went in for our sales training, you started off the training in a totally unique way that I never could have predicted. And you started talking about how we should all be working on ourselves as individuals. And I think for the first two, three days, we didn't even touch on things like sales tactics or, or product knowledge and whatnot. But instead, you wanted to focus on each of us to understand what our goals are, what our values are, and how we can continuously improve on ourselves. Um, and I know that you've been onboarding and training a lot of recruits for some time now. So Talk to me a little bit about why did you want to start off the training in that way and what tone were you hoping to set? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so essentially what happened was uh, in, in the past five years and six months that I've been working with this company, um, I always felt like the underdog. So I knew that you know working on yourself was probably one of the most, uh, the most uh, effective investment that you can do. If you didn't have a lot of money or if you didn't have yeah any finances to kind of put your money into right so for me it was it's more about uh, about the experience and uh, really pushed me to kind of do what i do and obviously with with the experiences i wanted to share that with people 
So one of the reasons why I started my training off uh, this way is because um, when you're starting with a new company, you always got to understand the why. Uh, They do what they do. And our why was to build our people so people can build the business. And so with that type of mentality, um, my main focus was people development and making sure that people are here for you know, the right reasons, meaning, um, you know, they're here for, for themselves, but not only that, uh, while they're improving themselves, they are, um, also helping the business. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. in terms yeah. of personal development, I feel like that's a pretty broad space, but in those initial few days, were there any key takeaways or key focus points within the umbrella of personal development that you wanted each of us to take away? Yeah, absolutely. It's just basically setting the tone for the life that you want. Um, not for anybody else. So it's you wanted to design a life um, by design, not by default, right? Hmm. So by starting the first couple of days is basically starting off with uh, the shift of the paradigm, you know, thinking differently yes. um, and really focusing on what you really wanted and and how could this company support you in getting to that those goals. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and I love that absolutely so much because that was, it definitely got me very engaged in the training. And I think it benefited me a lot more than if it was just a traditional training methodology. Now, mm-hmm. on towards, you know, sales training, where obviously communication plays a massive, massive part in being able to communicate with others, you know, listening attentively, asking the right questions. What are some huge key communication tips that you can pass on to everybody listening right now? For sure, for sure. So um, there's there's a there's a course that I've taken, and it's probably one of the best course I t- uh, took in uh, up to date. Um, it's it's NLP, which is uh, neuro linguistic programming, understanding language through behaviors. And um, when I took this course, uh, I didn't know what to expect. However, it was probably one of the best decisions I made because then it made me understand uh, my own language and also uh, my behaviors. And at the same time, it was is basically having a communication tool belt where you know you can use strategies, you can um, overcome certain things, you can build out different timelines uh, and all sorts of stuff. So a um, couple key takeaways um, from communication. Um, there's definitely four stages of learning, right? When it comes to um, to actually learning anything, it's the unconscious incompetent, the conscious incompetent, conscious competent, and the unconscious competent, hmm. meaning that. Um, the first stage is you basically you don't know what you don't know. Um, and, and if you can just use the analogy of uh, tying your shoe, right? When you were, when you saw somebody tying a shoe, you didn't, or maybe you didn't even know that tying a shoe was a thing, right? That's the first stage. Right. Second stage of learning is basically now you know what you actually don't know. Okay. Right. Um, the third stage is basically the learning stage, the conscious incompetent. Now you know, but then you're doing it step by step. So if you were to, again, use the tying a shoe analogy would be, you know, you have two bunny loops and then you would crisscross them and then tighten it, right? Right. Um, and then the fourth stage is basically the, the unconscious competent where you are actually doing it automatically, where you don't even need to think about it, hmm. right? And so um, the, the, the key takeaway from this is that um, when it comes to communication, communication is definitely a skill that can be learned, Right. And um, what I've noticed in the last, uh, you know, five, six years that I've been doing this is I've been focusing a lot on communication. And there are six key uh, things that I look at when it comes to communication. 
um, and that is eye contact, right? Um, you know, when you're looking at somebody, um, the eyes when we're when we're commu- we're communicating, even when we're not even communicating, because our our eyes are processing information, and when you have certainty in what you're talking about, you will look at the person you will look at the person directly in the eye. Um, so the cool thing about this whole eye contact thing is that, you know, uh, our eyes gather information in certain ways, either from side to side, um, looking up um, or looking downwards. Um, there's there's a lot of meaning to that as well. So when you look up, there, it's a visual. When your eyes are moving side to side, it's more auditory, it's which is sound. And when you're looking downwards, it's feelings or or going into internal dialogue. Right. So when I'm communicating with people, I, I don't just look at what, or I just don't listen to what they're saying, but I'm also looking at um, them as a whole, right? Right, right. Um, the, the other couple uh, communication tips I can suggest here is uh, tonality. Tonality is very important, right? Uh, tonality is just the inflection of um, your, your words right at the end. Um, and the most powerful syntax Tonality is the upward, um, which creates a question. Because when it comes to us having conversations, uh, people get uh, drawn to questions, right? So there's the the questions. Uh, there's a flat inflection, which is statement, and then there's the the downward inflection, which in the tone is basically um, a command or you're instructing somebody to do something. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, and in not only that, but in body language too, right? When you talk about body language, you're ta- you're not just talking, looking at you know, is their shoulders, you know, kind of grouched down to the ground, or is it their chest out, chin up high, right? Uh, it's also facial facial expressions, right? Uh, your facial expressions also could um, could play a big factor in communicating because uh, way before we ever were taught English, if you can go back to like a homo sapien days, right? Their, their language was through body language, right? If you can kind of think, imagine that, that, you know, the way that they communicated, if they were, uh, if they were mad or angry, they would probably be a bit more, they would use their tone in a, in a more aggressive way. Right. Right. Or if they're timid, they would kind of close off and kind of their body language would kind of close off. Right. Right. Um, so w- what I always tell people is, you know, um, and there's a practice that I always do, um, is actually, it's, it's really weird, but it's, it's, uh, it gets me going in the day as well is to when, when you're brushing your teeth, finishing flossing, whatever it is, is just to look in the mirror and just smile 50 times. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very interesting kind of exercise, but after like the 30th or the 40th time, you actually start to laugh at yourself and right. you set your tone for the day. Ah, uh, I'm laughing yeah. just thinking about that right now, to be honest. Yeah, like I'm just, yeah, exactly. So even when I'm picturing myself doing that, like if I was to look at a third perspective, looking at myself, I would be like, wow, that's that's interesting. And I would start, you know, getting, just getting all more happy, right? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, Um. I, I totally love everything that you were talking about communication. And I think it was really cool that not once did you mention things about the words that come out of your mouth because yes people like to think that communication is about what you can say your vocabulary and whatnot but mm-hmm. if you were to say 
if I was to say the same sentence to you in person and be completely neutral on all those other factors you talked about in terms of eye contact, you know, body language, um, facial expressions, and, and all those other things, it's a totally different message that I'm sending, even if the words are the exact same. So that was one mm-hmm. of the things that I remember to this day from the training was that communication is like dancing, right? There's so many different factors that go into it. And uh, I, I love that a lot. And mm-hmm. I want to kind of break away here a little bit because you were talking about uh, a state of, I would say, Tony Robbins refers to it as priming your state, right? So Mm -hmm. there are days when I wake up with a lot of energy and that allows me to achieve whatever it is I want to achieve really, really nicely. But there are the days when I wake up and it's kind of like, I'm not in the mood, I'm tired, I just feel lethargic all day. Um, What are some of the other ways aside from what you just talked about, smiling in the mirror to kind of you know, prime your state. So making sure that you're always at that same energy level every single day. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for me personally, what I've done and my main focus on doing the things that I do is building um, successful habits. Um, so what I did for a very long time was took my weekends and really just try to understand how what a successful person would look like in, in their day to day. And so um, I picked up, you know, certain habits from certain people. And so one of the things that I, I always do when I, you know, right when I wake up is um, habit stacking. So habit stacking is something like, you know, when you do one thing, but you stack another habit on top of it. Hmm. So for me, when, when, when the alarm rings, I, I turn off the alarm and then I go and grab a glass of water right away. And I tell myself that today is going to be a great day. Right. right. So um, there's a video you can watch on uh, TED Talk. It's called The uh, Anatomy of Results by Eric Plattenberg. And he, um, you know, just setting the tone for your day is uh, the words that the first couple of words that you say in the morning usually sets up your day. And so, however, that's what I've actually just essentially done throughout my, my mornings is just waking up, um, stacking on successful habits, and as well as just using the words that is going to really fire me to to move throughout the day right are there any other do you have a specific morning routine on what you do from a day-to-day basis yeah for a morning routine yeah um i would wake up uh get my hygiene done and then i would go into a meditative state right uh basically it's either just alpha waves or beta waves um or i would do a guided meditation for 15 minutes okay um so I, I set off my day with a meditation and then I jump into my, um, my performance planner, which is, uh, there's, um, uh, it's by Brennan Burchard. It's, um, there's on the left side of the page, there is the morning ritual or morning journal. And then there's in the middle of it, it gives you like the, the 12 AM to 12 PM. Like wh- what are you doing kind of thing, right. your agenda. And then on the right side of it, it's basically the evening journal. Basically at the end of the day, you can, um, then start scribing on how the day went. So for me, I go jump right into my meditation. I go into my performance planner and I, uh, the questions that they ask me in there is just basically setting me up for what are my top three priorities? What am I grateful for? Um, what am I looking to do today? Um, you know, send a note to a, a, a person that you want to today. Um, so those are the things like asking yourself the, the questions, but Tony Robbins says his best is basically 
um, asking yourself the quality questions. That's going to dictate the, the way that your, your day is going to go. Wow. And about how long does the entire routine take you usually? Uh, probably about 20 to 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. As, yeah. So it's so, very doable. Very doable. I, I keep it, um, you want to keep it simple so that yes. it, you can keep it consistent. Right, 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 totally. So I kept, I kept things uh, simple and consistent, and that's how I was be. I'm able to do it consistently. Yeah. Now, the, and, and, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, and just going back to uh, the one thing that you said was, uh, how do you get yourself in that state? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So for me, when I have rough days, like like there, I have rough days, like you know, uh, executive meetings, uh, presentations. Um, I got to build out the day uh, after, um, you know, unexpected things that you can't control happens and, you know, things just come your way when like in different situations. So for me, um, what I fall back to is why am I doing what I'm doing? Why, uh, why am I doing this and what am I trying to accomplish? Right. What is my end goal? Um, so I, I, I literally wrote them down and actually I written it down. And I framed it into a, a like a picture frame. Okay. And I I wrote out where I wanted to be in the next ten years, so that whenever I'm straying off my path, I I, I read my ten year commitment, so that whatever I'm doing right now today, um, in any given moment, is that I need to focus that on my goal. Right. And so whatever I do, it's like, hey, I'm going towards. This is where I'm going and I need to be that person right now so that my future self will thank me for doing it. Okay. Now that, that's very interesting for me because for, for somebody like, like my age, right. Where I went through that entire phase of identifying my, what are my long-term goals? What's my, why, who do I want to be five, 10 years from now? But for me, I find myself seeing those values constantly shift as I start to experience new things that I've never been able to experience before. And that mm -hmm. is a little bit frustrating for me just because I can see my personality and my character change. And when, and the, when the way you act is not aligned with the way who you think you are, then it, it's a weird feeling to have, right? So what mm -hmm. advice would you have to a lot of high school, university students that may be going through something similar where, you know, they spend this, all this time going through that self-awareness journey and figuring and thinking that they figured out who they are when in fact that's just going to change, you know, two, three months down the line. Yeah. So if, if I can give any advice in my own opinion is that, um, always be planning, hmm. always be planning and always revisit your, uh, your, your thoughts quarterly. So if you look at it in like a business perspective, right, there's uh face years, right? So I look at my life in quarters. So this three months, right, let's just say um, right now it's October, October, November, December. In the next three months, what, are, what do I need to accomplish? And is this going to work towards my goal that I'm trying to achieve, right? And then I would put some step-by-step -step actions in and uh, I would put some rules in so that I don't fall off track. And then once I have completed the three months, I would then revisit my three months. Uh, in the beginning and say, okay, did what I do help me get to where I am wanting to go? Right. Now, in terms right. of in terms of the tracking process, I know earlier you mentioned the, the power planning journal, but 
what other physical ways are you capturing your reflections? Is it, do you like type it on your computer or how does it, how does that, how do you actually track those things? Yeah. So for, for myself, I'm a very audit, um, auditory and visual uh, learner. So right. in this case, um, I've placed trackers in, um, you know, on Excel. Um, I love writing. So um, I'm always writing down my thoughts. Um, one thing that um, one of my mentors that I look up to in the online world is John Maxwell. Mm -hmm. And he says, uh, read, write, apply and teach. Um, and so when I'm going through what I'm learning, and I'm also reflecting, I write these things down so that I can go back and revisit it and see what are some things that I could focus on or what, what are some challenges or what are some things that I can take and move uh, and use that as a, a habit so I can use it to the next quarter. Right. So a lot of, yeah. a lot of active reflection being spent then, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Active reflection. And um, I also have a whiteboard okay. that I keep myself accountable to too. So I write down from Sunday to Monday, what are my top three uh, challenges? Um, what are my top three goals? And then I write down something that I'm grateful for. So I can keep myself accountable to each day of, you know, as human beings, we like to check things off our list. Yes. So I usually just put down like a little checkbox there. So that way, if I have accomplished it then or completed it, I would check that off. And it gives me a sense of like, hey, I'm doing the right thing for myself. And I'm moving towards uh, something that I'm, I'm trying to achieve. Right. Now, yeah. another question for, for that I have right now is that mornings is one thing, right? Because you wake up, it's it's a fresh start to the day. So you have that energy to do things like, you know, journal and meditate and whatnot. But what about after work? When you come back from work, you know, it's been a long day, you're energetically drained. How do you find the energy to continue improving upon yourself through whatever? Well, actually, one question is, what are your avenues of personal development? Like what sources do you turn to? Is it books? Is it podcasts? Is it videos? Or where do you get this? Where Where's the source of all this knowledge coming from? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let me just kind of reiterate um, personal development because yes. I don't think that a lot of people know what, why personal development or why you should do it. Um, so there's two reasons why you want to uh, do have personal growth in your kind of daily, daily. Um, what, what do you call it? Like you want to have it in your daily agenda, right? Like your routine or daily growth. routine. Yeah, yeah, routine is one is if if you value yourself, you'll work on yourself. Hmm. Right. Um, and second thing, why personal growth and why personal development is that if you value your goals and aspirations, um, you will you will want to focus on yourself in however way you want to do it. Right. Um, a lot of people talk about, you know, oh, school is broken. I don't believe that. Like school is great. Um, I, I truly believe that just getting educated um, and working towards your goals um, of whatever you're trying to achieve or aspire to be. As long as you're learning and growing, you're you're developing, and you know you're gonna go through stages of life that will kind of push you or steer you in different directions. But as long as you commit to um, your own journey of growth and why you're doing what you're doing, then um, there's nothing stopping you from doing what you need to do, and that's working on yourself. Hmm. Yeah. So what are what are some of those avenues you you go to to uh, uncover you know self-awareness and develop yourself 
Yeah, so uh, it, it it's I have multiple streams of uh, way I develop myself. Yeah. I have Audible, I have books, I have podcasts, I have uh, I search things up on YouTube. Like everything you can find is like online. And so um, what I've essentially done is um, I just have this obsession of just purchasing books because I wanted my money to go somewhere that's valuable. So I created a, a bookshelf of like over 100, 150 books right. um, just so that um, whatever I am thinking on that day of wanting to learn, I'm going to pick up a book that kind of resonates with me. So let's just say um, I wanted to learn about mindset, right? And then I would think about that in, in the day. And then I would say, okay, so I want to learn about mindset. Okay, I'm going to go to my library, which is in just like my office room. And I will go and search up mindset. And let's just say I picked the book up emotional intelligence. Then I would go into looking at the chapter. And then I would look at which chapter kind of resonates with me right now. And then, and then from there, I would open up that chapter and I would start reading it. Hmm. So I want to, yeah. I, I have a few questions about reading, but before I get into that, yeah. do you ever have any days where you come back from work and you're just super tired and you just have no energy to, to work on things and work on yourself and just want to kick back and relax and watch movie or, or do something else and or whatnot? Yeah, absolutely. There, and there are days where, you know, I do want to sit back and relax. Uh, funny enough, it was, that was like a couple of days ago where, um, you know, things get thrown at you where unexpectedly. And so uh, there's there's time where you need to distance yourself from, you know, uh, what you're doing. Because when you're constantly doing something, it gets repetitive. So uh, for me, my out, um, my escape is actually going to the movies. Hmm. And so when, when I'm having these rough days when I don't feel like doing anything and I just want to shut off my brain, I would actually go to the movies and people might think that's weird. Uh, sometimes I actually even go by myself. Um, it's just, I'm not, it's not that I'm lonely. It's more of like, I, I want to be alone with my own thoughts. Yeah. And sometimes, um, you know, going to watch an action movie just to shut off my brain really allows me to kind of like, you know, just be in a person's perspective in that movie and then come back to, okay, now I need to, you know, smarten up and get what I need done because there's just not enough time to get to just to work on myself. Right. I love that so yeah, much. So, I can totally relate because yeah. every time I watch, like I go to the movies, I watch Avengers or Spider-Man. I come out and I feel like, I just feel like pumped and energetic and ready to run through walls and get stuff done. So I totally see where you're yeah. coming from, from that. And I love that you have that yeah. balance. The, the one thing that I do uh, suggest too is um, catching yourself if you're over um, overdoing it because you know you might be binging on Netflix like on a new season and yeah. you want to finish it from finish beginning to end is telling yourself when when you need to actually stop for a second and say is this is me spending my next day just to try to finish five more um, episodes is that gonna be um, is that going to bring anything towards what I need to accomplish? Um, so just, yeah, just pay attention because sometimes you need to tell yourself, hey, enough is enough. And you got to now get back to what you need to do. Right. So yeah. the energy that you you muster up to continue on with the journey of personal development, even after long days of work, is just focusing on your why and your, and your long-term goals. Is that mainly it? 
yeah, having having an understanding your why you do what you do is is probably one of the most important thing that you can probably ask yourself is like, okay, why am I doing this, right? Why am I studying all all this content? Why am I wanting to grow myself so much? But at the end of the day, if you know your why, um, it will it, you will muster up the courage to want to do what you need to do. Yeah. What What would you right? say is your why right now? For me, my why yeah. is to actually impact as many people in the world as as I possibly can. Um, and so the reason why I do so much personal growth is not I look outside of me, right? It's not my for personal gains. It's basically I'm I'm willing to invest my time and energy to build myself up into the person I need to be. But at the same time, if I'm gathering all this information from all these books, audio, CDs, it's like people need to I need to share this with people because there's valuable lessons out of all the content that people are creating. Um, and you know, it's just, it needs to be shared. So my why is just basically focusing on building people. Cause one of the quotes that I live by is, uh, it's by Albert Einstein. It's basically, he says, um, try not to be a person of success, but be a person of value. Right. And so when you add more value, um, and it's weird when you hear that saying, the more you give, the more you get, um, I've actually, um, actually seen it happen to me where I'm offering others more value and uh, financially it comes back twofold, tenfold or twofold, whatever you want to call it. Right. But um, you are just a byproduct of everything you do. Money is just a byproduct of everything you do. The more you focus and the more you, you give, um, you know, for the right reasons, then um, things will just keep on looking up. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Um, so where did this journey of personal development really begin for you, would you say? Yeah. So um, in if you have purchased, yeah, when you purchased my book, uh, Living with a Growth right. Mindset, and um, my story's in there, but however, um, the where I started and how I started was when I was 21 years old. Um, I was actually in the mall, and what happened was um, I was, I think I went to grab a coffee, and some random um, gentleman, he's probably like about 10 years older than me. Um, so I was 21. He's about 31, 32. Right. Um, he, he actually said, Hey, look, uh, he just started a conversation and communicated with me and, uh, we exchanged, uh, numbers and I wanted to kind of just get to know what he was doing. And, and so when we sat down for a coffee, uh, like a couple of days later, he actually, um, was the individual that got me into my personal development journey. And that was um, reading my first book and as well as um, going back to the career that I want to get into and looking at people who have been in there for 10 to 20 years and see what their marital life like is like, uh, what kind of car they drive, what kind of house do they live in, how do they treat people, people how do they treat people around them? If they do not, if, if they don't have what you want, um, you're, then if you go through this route, you're most likely going to end up exactly where they've been, hmm. right? So I took that into consideration. The next day, I, I, I went back to work. I started to ask all these random questions. I went to purchase my first book. I started to read it. And um, that book shifted the way that I thought um, and my mindset. And from there, it was just, you know, I, I got I to gotta keep going. I got to keep working on myself. Right. Now, yeah. one of the questions that I, f I feel as if a lot of people struggle with the same thing is in terms of, 
we live in the age of information overload, right? Everything is so accessible to us from the touch of our fingertips, YouTube videos, books, Audible. You can be consuming information every second of the day if you wanted to. How do you effectively retain that information and apply it in your day-to-day life? Because I so often find myself reading a book the next month, once I finish the book, you ask me what's one thing that I learned from the book or what are some of the core principles that that book talked about? I can't, I don't even remember it anymore. What, how do you, is there a specific way that you read to help you retain knowledge or, or talk to, talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. So f- for me, when I'm reading, I actually put on a lot of classical music. Um, if, if you can just imagine when you, if you have a favorite music or a favorite song, um, when you listen to it, over and over again, it kind of gets, the lyrics starts to stick with you, right? So in my case, what I've done is when I'm reading these books, um, when I find that there's an important piece that I can learn from this this book, then I would re- uh, listen, just, I would just picture myself listening to the classical music and then I would repeat that sentence um, and over and over and over again. And then I would then remind myself on the next day what was that sentence, hmm. right? And then once I got, got that sentence, then I would say, okay, how can I implement this today? Right. So, so yeah. Yeah, okay. Music, music, uh, sentence, and then asking myself the question the next day and then asking myself, how, how can I apply it today? Right. Yeah. And on, on average, how, how often do you usually read? Is it on a daily basis or... Yeah, I, I read every day. Okay. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things where I've actually mustered up the courage to to really pick up a book because I hated reading books. Like, yeah. if you told me to f- read a book from beginning to end, I would say to you, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll do it. But then when nobody's watching, you know, I might be reading a couple pages and I'll probably leave the book just there. Yeah. So um, it, it happens to all of us. But However, when you find that there's value coming out of a personal development book that you actually want to learn, so going back to you know, oh, my bookshelf, what I want to learn, looking at the chapter, when I did, when I do that, I know that oh, this is something that I actually want to learn, and that triggers me to want to do it even more. Right. If yeah. you could, if you could name, or if you could save one book off of your bookshelf that you could gift a copy to a lot of the youth coming out of high school, entering university, kind of in their mid-20s or so that haven't really gone to the world of personal development yet and aren't really into reading books, what book would you want to choose? It, uh, oh, man. I, it, one book is going to be quite hard. Um, let's see. Or if it's not a book, maybe it, maybe it's a specific topic within personal development that you would want to get across to people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely mindset. Mm. Mindset would be the biggest key because um, on average, we unconsciously talk, uh, we, we actually say at least 4,000 words in our un- unconscious mind, right? When you're not talking, you're, you're, you're saying things, right? So working on your mindset and just being able to uh, articulate and really formulate uh, better thinking is going to really be much more impactful when you are, you know, you're planning out certain things. So uh, yeah, a uh, mindset is probably like the key books that I go right. to and habits. Okay. Anything on habits. 
So mindset and habit would be like the two books I would uh, kind of like um, I would talk about. Right. Or I would suggest to read. Love that. I love that. Now, you recently wrote a book, released it, and I recently had the pleasure of reading it just this past week. um, And it's titled Living with a Growth Mindset. So I have a few questions about the book, but I'd like you to just walk us through and, and what's your definition of a growth mindset, would you say? Yeah, so having the growth mindset is basically uh, it's it's journey, right? It's not a destination. That every day we need to be growing in some way, shape, or form. Um, so by living with this growth mindset, when you're living with that mentality of hey, I want to develop, I want to grow, I want to have purpose, right? Um, I want to be able to impact uh, another person or impact myself in some way, shape, or form. That's what I meant by living with a growth mindset is just being able to live day in and day out and just learning to develop yourself um, to be the best version of of yourself as possible. Right. And I I love the book so much because it sums up a lot of key things in the personal development space without a lot of the excess fluff. I mean, I'm sure you've read books where if the author really wanted to, it could have been 20 pages and it would have had the exact same impact as if it wasn't 400 pages with a lot of random stuff in it. Um, so mm-hmm. I really like the fact that, you know, you hit the specific topics, give clear examples and are, and is concise and straight to the point. So I definitely recommend this book to anybody that is looking to start the personal development journey, because I feel like it hits on many, many focus points, I would say in the personal development umbrella space. So great book. Mm-hmm. Um, what prompted you? I, I made it, I made it, I actually made it very simple to read yes. too, um, because, you know, for, for myself, I, I, I'm coming from a perspective that, okay, if somebody just is getting into personal development or somebody that doesn't really like to read, um, this is like the perfect book for, for that an individual to kind of get started and really integrate um, how to live with a conscious mindset. So yeah, just wanted to bring that up. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What prompted you to write this book? What was your starting motivation? Uh, funny enough, somebody actually told me like four or five years ago, uh, a random stranger, it's weird how the law of attraction happens. Um, but I, I met this woman and we were just having a conversation at a coffee shop. Well, I was actually just doing my personal development stuff. And she um, had a lot of stories to, to, to share. And uh, what happened was um, she said to me, I've, I, I've, I have a strange feeling that you're going to be writing a book very soon. And so... I never thought about that till this like this past like two months where I was like, I just felt like I needed to write a book. Like it was the right time and, and the right moment. And I had time on my hand to really just digest what I've learned. Um, and so I was like, you know, what? I need to write up a book and share my story and share of uh, some of these valuable lessons or valuable insights uh, of personal growth and having that mindset. Right. Yeah. And how long did it take you to write the book, would you say? Um, it took me about a month, actually. It's just um, mm-hmm. spending day in and day out. So what happened is uh, going through my morning routine, uh, go to my work for an, from 9 to 5, come home, um, have a s- small dinner, and then right away walk right to the coffee shop and just spend at least two to three hours on uh, on the book. Hmm. So you're yeah. so, so right now, um, talk to us a little bit about your the job that you're working right now, what's your position and, and how it's like on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, for me, uh, in my uh, corporate job, what I do is um, I develop or 
I run the onboarding process. So from a new hire coming into our business, um, sitting into our, our office uh, meeting rooms, um, I would go through um, the training content that, uh, that I deliver throughout uh, the, the week. And so uh, what I do is I develop um, young professionals in building themselves personally and having the, uh, the corporate business as an avenue for them to apply what they actually learned and go out into the field and actually apply it uh, right away. Hmm. And yeah. I love that so yeah. much because um, I, I once heard this quote where it was like successful people are built off of what they do in their spare time. And I feel like right now I'm in a very similar situation where I'm on a co-op term right now in Toronto. It's a very, you know, nine to five cubicle kind of job. And so I don't want that to be the pillar of my existence for the next four months where every time I come back from work, I'm just drained and then I end up wasting the rest of the evening. And so um, I just want to say that you're a huge motivation for me in terms of once I get back to work. I mean, once I get off of work and back home, it's time to get back to work on the yeah. things that truly matter to me, I, I would say. So um, there's there, there's a saying, too, is like, you know, um, you can spend nine to five working for somebody else's dream. But if you can't muster up the courage to spend some time on focusing on what you want, um, you're living somebody else's you're you're basically living off of somebody else's work, if that makes sense. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So, so one thing I always say to people when they lose motivation is basically like you need to invest at least out of the 24 hours, at least spend three to five hours on yourself and understand, you know, what is it that you want, right? If, if it's going to the gym just to be fit, um, if it's just picking up a book, if it's just going to network with people, right? Um, all these little things can can add up if you do it consistently. Yeah. Now I know yeah. you're a frequent gym visitor, and so uh, how do you incorporate going to the gym into your daily routine? Is there a specific time that you go at, or? Yeah, I so whenever I'm having a stressful day, um, I tend to go to the gym to release that you know uh, testosterone, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I do find time at least four to five times a week. So wherever I can fit it in, I'm going to fit it in. I used to do it in the morning time. Yeah. Um, cause at that time of, or that phase of my life, um, it just fit with my schedule. Right. Um, I would basically wake, wake up at six, read for half an hour, do a, a course online for half an hour. And then from seven, I would go to the gym till 8.30, come back and cook breakfast and then get my get prepared for my work day, right? Um, so now uh, when I am focusing uh, to stay you know, fit is basically whenever I need some time away from what's, being ha what's happening right now, the present moment, uh, things that are just thrown on my desk um, or things that I know that I need to really push to get done, um, I stop and I go to the gym for about either 45 minutes to maybe an hour and a half and just really just be there for myself and say each exercise, each rep is helping me grow, not just internally, but it's also uh, physically, right? You can see right. it, like, you know, you can see it physically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I fit, I fit it in whenever I can in the evening times now, um, when, especially right after work, I, I would actually bring my gym clothes and I go directly right to the gym. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, so when I was reading through your book, there's a few topics that really stuck out to me. And I'd love to ask you a few questions about those. Um, the first one is the topic about modeling and mentorship. I first handedly experienced just how valuable mentorship truly is. And I, um, you know, in that, in that first summer when we met, I definitely considered you one of my mentors. And, and even now I remember, you know, one time, I think it was last year, this time when, you know, I asked to give you a call because I had a, a few questions on my mind and then you were able to give me great advice. Um, so I definitely see a lot of value in mentorship and, and modeling and whatnot, but how do you find the right balance between, you know, learning from others versus experiencing things for yourself? Because for me, I still feel like you truly only change as an individual once you're able to go through that experience physically, rather than listening it, listening to what you should do from somebody or reading about it. Like, it's like, learning how to play the piano right if you give a person a manual on this is how to play the piano like a professional for 10 years versus somebody that just plays the piano actually and trains for 10 years you're going to see a huge difference after that right Mm -hmm. how do you find that right balance would you say okay so yeah absolutely so when it comes to you know personal experiences we learn best when we go through our own experiences right however one of the best ways to go through life in in my opinion is basically why not learn from other people's mistakes right. um and again it's it's a hard thing to muster up when you know let's just say like right now um you know a situation that i'm kind of going through there's a, a relationship situation right all my friends are saying like hey don't worry about it you know just you know just let it be and, and all that but you have to go through that experience because then if you don't go through the experience and you won't learn from it if that makes sense right 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 so um you know there's two things with this right one is finding a mentor that actually has been where you've been or have what you want right um because if they have been where you've been and have what you want then they already have been there right so getting another person's perspective that has already gone through what you have gone through is gonna um help the process much quicker right if that makes sense yeah yeah totally totally and speaking on learning from mistakes what would you say is the if you could go back to being 20 years old again what do you wish somebody would have came in your life and told you i to be quite honest i'm i'm happy with and of what actually has happened and experiences Hmm. Um, if I was to put down like a, oh, what is one thing that I wish I had learned when I was 20 years old? Um, you know, there's, there could have been a lot of things, right? But then maybe at that moment, I wasn't ready to learn. Um, right. uh, maybe I wasn't ready to, to take on, you know, all these questions, right? So um, I just say like, to be quite honest, there's going to be people that are going to be coming, that will come into your life that are going to give you their perspectives and opinions. Um, and just um, see if that resonates with you and is that something that you need to hear and is that going to help you towards what you're trying to achieve Hmm. Um, yeah so when it comes to modeling yes um, I I always look at people who actually have been where I've been or if it's not somebody that I know personally um, but I know that they're successful in some in that like their field I, I would look to their strategy meaning that okay th- if there's this person who's really good at public speaking um on youtube 
I would look at their strategy and and then I would look at their biography. I would look at how they are as a person and how they really got into public speaking so that I can learn that, that strategy um, and then figure out, okay, so the next time I'm going to do public speaking, uh, I'm going to try to look to implement that mm-hmm. in my next teaching. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another topic that was super interesting for me from your book was just being able to define your vision and also understanding your core values. What would you say? So I know earlier we already talked about your why, but what would you say are some of your core values in your life that are kind of like your guiding principles? Yeah. So when it comes to my core values, um, I look at my four pillars of, of life, uh, pretty much. And that is business. Business correlates to my finances. Um, I look at personal growth. I look at my health and fitness. Right. And then I look at my, the third thing is basically um, relationships, building relationships. Yeah. Right. So um, when it comes to core values, I have core values for each one of them. Right. So um, if you're looking at values, like you can definitely do um, an exercise that I have in my book. Yep. And it's basically putting the uh, the importance or it's called the hierarchy of importance. It's what what really matters to you in a on a, on a scale of one to five and then you can actually make it into like okay so what's really important to you right so um but yeah to keep things short um, when it comes to business um i look at um one of my biggest core values is having purpose um having purpose in what i do um will traject um, what i'm trying to accomplish and what i'm trying to achieve and try to add that value into um, any type of workforce or workspace. Right. Now, who or what do you think of when you hear of the word success? Yeah, so um, now a lot of people m- kind of mystify what success really means. But if you actually look in the dictionary, what success, the definition of success is to achieve one's aim, right? Right. To achieve one's aim or purpose. So um, when, it, when I think about success, I think about success in um, little, uh, I guess you can say big, pa- big impacts are little ones put together. So when it comes to success, when I set out a goal and I achieve that goal, it could be me reading three pages in a book. It could be me just going for a little walk. It could be me trying to um, network with another person. It could be anything from um, whatever I wanted to do in that day. And if I was to accomplish that, then that is success to me. Hmm. I love that yeah. so much. So, so yeah, writing this book, I, I gave myself three, three weeks to finish it. And so, um, I held my intentions lightly. I didn't finish it in, in three weeks. Um, it took me about a bit, a bit over, uh, a bit over a month to really get everything together. But, um, yeah, when you hold your intentions lightly and you keep on working towards what your success is or success, meaning achieving what you want, um, as long as you keep working towards that, then, um, you know, it's it's a, an accomplishment. And that should be, again, rewarded um, in terms of whatever it is that you want, right? So for me, whenever I, I, I complete something, um, I give myself a break um, and I actually then go and watch the movie. Hmm. At the theaters, right? Yeah. So, yeah. just a curious question. Aside from movies and and everything else that's going on in your day to day life, what what do you like to do when you just truly want to relax or you know have fun? 
sorry, what I do when I want to just ha- relax and have fun. Yeah. Oh man. Um, you know, honestly, um, personal development is so much fun to me. Hmm. Um, and so, um, when, when on my time that I want to relax, I'm actually reading, um, or spending it at a coffee shop where, um, I'm literally just like obsessed with just being better. And so when I'm learning and, and growing, um, and taking in other people's information or feedback, it's, um, it's, it's something that, uh, I, I find very relaxing, rewarding when I can, at the end of it, I can come out with, um, with a growth mindset. <laughs> love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, now, so th- this is kind of jumping back before, but one of your pillars that you were talking about was health and fitness. And we did discuss, you know, your workout routines and whatnot, but how big of a role does diet play in your life? Do you follow a strict diet in terms of what you eat or what are, what are kind of the meals that you tend to make for yourself? Yeah. Uh, funny enough, actually there, there are moments where I would go and I would just eat out. Um, however, that was like maybe I, I still do it like once in a while here now and now here and there. However, um, it, it wasn't sustainable because every day I would be spending twenty thirty dollars, sometimes up to a hundred bucks yeah. a day, and financially it, it took a toll. Right? Absolutely, yeah. So, um, f- lucky for me, um, being in the company that I have been in, um, a lot of my like accommodations was paid for phone bill was paid for pretty much everything was taken care of so what i literally essentially needed to do was i needed to get out of my comfort zone and travel which my work required traveling as well and living in these hotels and living in these company homes um i actually had to build up the independence of making my own food and so um my one week i would eat pasta uh you know with um, beef and pasta sauce. Right. The following week, I would cook up chicken and and rice, mm. um, and have veggie greens in that as well. Um, and it, like, I've been doing it for the last uh, about last four months now, um, being consistent with my my meal plans. Um, every week, for lunch and dinner, I would spend thirty dollars mm. a week. Right. Going from thirty dollars a week, from spending two to three hundred dollars a week, wow! It's a significant change. Yeah. Um. And and I know what I'm eating, right? I know what I'm putting into it. And yeah, there's there's definitely if you just search online, ten minute uh, meal preps, like you can find something there that's gonna that will help you. It's just a bit time consuming, maybe take 20, 30 minutes. But you know, if you just take 20, 30 minutes in one day to set up the rest of your lunch and dinners for the week, uh, you're, you're saving time already. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Plus it, you know, your diet is definitely a huge way of how you can control what you fuel your body with and your energy levels and whatnot. So I totally agree with you as well on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so last few questions here. If you had $200 million burning in your pocket with 12 months left to live, what would be the first three to five things you would want to do and why? I would give most of it away, actually. So, um, I would personally um, one of the biggest things is you know my my parents are immigrant uh, immigrants and they got to Canada here um, by boat, and so they gave me a a wonderful great life that you know I'm so thankful for, and so I want to give back to them first, 
um, pay off whatever they need um, and allow them to have enough income to just really do what they want. Um, and then from there, support uh, my friends and family who's been through my uh, through been with me through thick and thin, um, seen my struggles and supported me throughout. Um, I want to be able to give them money. Um, I've also wanted to open up a charity in uh, back in my in my my parents' homeland in Vietnam, um, but also like other countries like Philippines and Thailand. I, I want to be able to open up um, some type of um, training that will aspire people to you know have this mentality of just working on themselves right. and that whatever situation they're in, if they don't have a lot of money, um, you know, as long as they're working on themselves, like the you know things can come out of it. Yeah. And yeah. what would you say is one of the best purchases or investments that you've made under a hundred dollars? Under under hundred dollars. Yeah. Is this a hundred dollars a month or is this like a hundred dollars? No, a one time like, spend. One time yeah. spend. Anything you've purchased under a hundred dollars that you feel has been the best investment? I I would have to say it's it's my it's actually my uh, my journals. Hmm. Yeah, spending investing my in my journals because that's um, you know when you study successful people they always have notebooks in in their meetings. Yes. And so um, I've built that kind of courage to just carry my notebook wherever I go. And um, in these books is so much valuable lessons that I've learned from the time I've been with the company and outside of the company um, and just working on you know anything that I'm trying to develop in myself. So these books may not have a lot, um, I mean, it doesn't cost a lot, but inside of it, it's it's priceless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that so much. Um, yeah. So, what is something that you think is true, or that you strongly agree with, but the majority of people disagree with you, or it's not a shared consensus thought? Um, you know, what? there's there's a lot of consensus and a lot of thoughts that people have. Um, I personally say, you know, everybody has their own map of the world. Right, how I see one perspective is is could be different from others, um, and so just by understanding other people's map of the world, that they're going through their own journey, um, and their perspectives might not align with mine, but I could, I could, I'll listen to it, um, and if it's uh, if it will bring me growth and development into whatever I'm doing, then um, I would take their the communication or the way what they're discussing into consideration but uh, yeah overall i just say that people all everybody has their own map of the world um and never to judge uh what people are going through because everybody's going through their own thing um and we all have different perspectives and if we are all the same um the world would would not be what it is today too right yeah and i think stephen covey yeah. said it best when he had a quote it was like the pillar of communication is first seeking to understand, then to be understood. Absolutely, so, yes. I love that one a lot too because a lot mm -hmm. of times I feel like although we may seem like we're listening, but we're really only listening to respond, like listening to what can we rebuttal with versus actually listening to absorb and pick out valuable things that you might want to take to grow on yourself. So I think Stephen Covey said it really, really well. I love that a lot so much as well. 
Mm-hmm. Now, before I go to my last question, do you want to share with the audience a little bit about um, where they can learn more about you and where they could get your book? Yeah, so if uh, you want to follow me on Instagram, you can definitely do that. Uh, my Instagram is Tony Results Institute, um, or you can go onto my website, uh, Tony Results with an S institute.com. Um, and that's where my coaching services and that's where my, my book is. And as well as, uh, I created a, a guided meditation that's on there that you can actually also check out, um, as well. Perfect. I'll leave a link to all those in the description below. Now, the final question is if you could share something on an Instagram post where you can be sure everybody in the world will be able to see what would you want to share and why? Okay. Um, Always be working on yourself. If, so if there's one thing that I would say, um, a quote or a, a sentence uh, throughout is basically um, always be focusing on developing yourself to be the person that you need to be in the future. Perfect. I love that so much. Thank yeah. you, Tony, for joining me on the episode today. Absolutely. No, thank you for having me here. Yep. Take care. If you've made it all the way here, Thank you very much for listening. You can learn more about Tony, the Results Institute, and connect with him by visiting the links in the description below. For anybody interested in learning more about what personal development entails, I highly recommend checking out Tony's book, Living with a Growth Mindset. Now, I want you to screenshot a picture of the podcast, share it on Instagram or any other social media platform and tag three friends that you think would find this podcast interesting. Oh, and tag me as well. I'd love to hear any thoughts you had on the conversation. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, leave a rating or review on whatever platform you are listening through. I would greatly appreciate that. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Johnny underscore Sue. That's J-O-N-N-Y underscore H-S-U. And to follow the Broaden Your Perspective podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, and Facebook.